Good evening and welcome to Swimming with the Fish, where tonight we go back to school. I am Crutch, and as always, I'm here with the Chief and the late Goon. Well, he's not really the late Goon, but he is, he is kind of late. How are you, Goon? I'm, I'm fine. Are you sure? No. Yeah, fine doesn't wait 45 minutes after I said I'd be there. <laughs> and and then shit strolls in, acting like everything's okay. <laughs> Show with that pierogi it, privilege. It does, it, it does when the goon locks himself out of stately goon manner. No, no one home. Uh, the hurricane is uh, is in Idaho, and the goon child is at the boyfriend's with the only key because I was in such a hurry to leave to take uh, one of the goon dogs to training that, uh, yeah, I forgot to take a key, and the goon child dutifully locked up. So I have no one to blame but myself, and, and I'm sure that two of my closest friends here will give me a break. Am I right about that? <laughs> no. No, 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 this would be where you're epically no. wrong. <laughs> no, no, it, didn't th- didn't think so. Didn't think so. No, uh, at least you guys aren't going to come and poop on my rug like the other dog did. So, <laughs> well, look, I make no promises. Okay. <laughs> After, well, well, I, you do remember immediately before the show, he's talking about his stomach being a little rumbly. I, you know, I by just, the time he gets over to your house. <laughs> okay, maybe I need to lock the door. <laughs> make sure you're on the inside of it. <laughs> Okay, then. We were going to talk about something, really, a really serious topic, but now we're all kind of in this really strange, goofy mood. I guess we'll have some fun with it anyway. We've, we've had a lot of stuff going on in, in the news, folks, but we have a, a, the best way to describe this. Uh, I was kind of describing it earlier that it looks like a ginormous federal government sleight of hand in that everybody is overwatching justice and the FBI and, oh, my God, Comey this, Comey that. And over in here in the Department of Education, we're, we're getting individual things passed, like all of a sudden there's a billion dollars in the budget for school choice. And, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering, you know, how is it that this is slipping by the mainstream media? Anybody got any thoughts on this one? Because it's the mainstream media? I, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's just because they can't handle more than one thread <laughs> at a time. You know, and, I think you guys are absolutely right. CNN just about lost their mind when that horrible incident in Manchester a couple days ago. This is the incident with the uh, crazed bomber who strapped a bomb full of bolts and nails and other kinds of shrapnel-like objects and exploded himself outside of an Ariana Grande concert. They were doing their level best to find some way to still talk about Comey and the FBI. It was like they couldn't handle the concept that there might be something more important right now. No, because uh, uh, I didn't... Well, well, I I make the... (laughs) conscious choice not to watch cnn on purpose <laughs> i uh i happened to catch uh you know one of the highlights and one of the highlights was that uh someone blamed this on trump and they said that uh his his hate has made it easier for the terrorists to do what they do now the that was one of the democratic senators the cnn person said wait a minute these attacks were going on on the obama administration how how is this Trump's fault? To which he had no answer. But uh, look, I will blame Trump for a lot of things. This one I can't. And and for some people, you can see that Emperor Palpatine is you know smiling in his chair, saying he can feel the hate swelling out of these guys. That that <laughs> that's all they can do. They they don't have you know the 
the world's getting cold, it's Trump's fault. The world's getting hot, it's also Trump's fault. <laughs> I was going so. to say, are you, are, you, are you suggesting that the Democratic senators are all Sith Lords? Uh, the that, wor- them, yes. that, that works for me, yeah. So see, um, Harry Reid would have been, what, Darth Crypt Keeper? <laughs> no, because <laughs> that, that's, you know, they, they have the veil, which makes them not look disgusting, but Harry's obviously didn't work. Because... <laughs> Something, he, he got the Kmart veil. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's and cool. then we and, and and I think I think Nancy Pelosi's right up there too because she's she's looking a little haggard and confused lately as well. So well, she keeps blaming Bush, not realizing that he is not the one in power. <laughs> and then and then her staffers <laughs> lean over and whisper to her, right? Yeah, I've I've seen that. Yeah. When when last seen Bush was photobombing some reporter at a, at a uh, Texas uh, baseball game. How y'all doing? You like him now? He is the happiest man on the planet right now. <laughs> he sits back going, it ain't me. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, so anyway, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've got some interesting things going on. Bessie DeVos, I think, is going to go down in history as one of the fundamental transformative secretaries of education. And I didn't know her from Adam prior to... Trump becoming president, and I heard, okay, well, this is lady. She's really rich, and she's been very busy in school stuff in wherever you know her particular hometown, and and you know, it's okay. You know, that, that would be Trump. that would be Grand Rapids, Michigan. Is that where she's from? Okay, thank, yep. thank you. But man, she is going in there with like you know, lawnmower with the blade that had head height and a whole bunch of people buried up to the neck, and she's just right down the path. And now we're going to get a billion dollars to go to school districts to promote public school choice choice i can hear public school union leaders heads simultaneously popping like that scene from the um what is that movie for the, the kingsman all- the kingsman yes yes having some serious senior moments tonight well you did hit that milestone so oh that's well that is true that y- is yes true. yes happy birthday sir well thank you and a happy birthday to you as well thank uh, you the, the goon and i are separated by a year and four days i believe it is Indeed. Indeed, yes. I am now the famous Double Nickels, which allows me to get discounts at certain movie theater establishments. I'm, I'm not sure if it's at any movie. Maybe, you know, there might be like senior movies, you know, the ones where they, you know, really boring and let you fall asleep in the, in the seat. Um, but <laughs> we can't, uh, also we can't do that anyway? Have, well, there's that too. Um, but we also are allowed to be more cranky. We can yell at people talking on their phones more. You know, I, I, I'm, and for me, being a natural curmudgeon, this is like me coming right into my stride. So, you know, get I off my lawn! <laughs> the heck are you kids doing? That's right, listening to your dead leopards. <laughs> it's it's 6.30 in the evening, you should be in bed! Sleeping! I know I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, as, as she gets uh, yelled at, and anyone associated with... Trump gets yelled at. Some of them deserve it, some of them don't. One of the things that I've noticed, though, is that on this grand uh, voyage to other countries, mm-hmm. Trump hasn't tweeted once. Have you noticed that? Wow. Yeah, he's just out there meeting the world leaders, trying to cut deals. Yes, but and have, some have of you, the deals he's cut. Holy cow. Have you noticed that without the tweets, they have to latch on to everything going around that may put him in a bad light. I mean, there's there's a difference between when he does it himself, like, okay, you fire Comey, good thing, and then your people put out a reason why, no problem. But then when you go against what they say, and then it's like the 
the press secretary says one thing, Trump says another thing, and then you have the next, uh, the deputy deputy uh, attorney general say something. Just get the story straight. So if you want to cancel things so that you can get the the word out, do what you got to do, but don't have everyone listening to three or four different versions of what you just said, right? Absolutely. As, as much as I disagreed with pretty much everything coming out of the previous administration, they were remarkably well at staying on message. Even if it was a bad one. Yes. Yep. Well, you know, Goebbels was good at staying on message, too. <laughs> and I would say that that is pretty much the definitive bad message. It, it, yeah, it really doesn't get much worse than that, right? But uh, you know, what, what a great message direction keeper thing. Uh, Not I, that the message was great, but you know where I'm going. As your friends, we were going to let you flounder there for a little while yet before Thank we you. before we stopped you. You're you're welcome. I was beginning to feel like uh, one of the sportscasters who makes some inadvertent racist comment, and the other two people the, just sitting there at the podium are just going, "Yeah, we're not going to say we're going to let you dangle." As I was uh, uh, struggling to unlock uh, Stately Goon Manor tonight, uh, I was listening to uh, the Mark Levin show, and he had some clips from uh, Trey Gowdy on there. And uh, Trey was kind of muttering along like that, too. Uh, I like that guy. I don't know, man. It's, he's like uh, talking to some press guy, and then it's like, I got to go. And Levin's going, what? You going for a haircut? Come on. You're a senator. You're supposed to talk to people. What do you mean you got to go? I, I just love watching him when he's sitting and he's asking questions of some poor schmug sitting at a desk. You know, and he might be the deputy undersecretary of I don't know what the heck. And, and Mr. Gowdy, or Senator Gowdy, sitting up there and... That man doesn't have a chance. He's a great interrogator. He's sort of like the Bobs from uh, uh, Office Space. <laughs> so, so Deputy Undersecretary, what is it you think you do here? Take the requirements from the customer. <laughs> oh, God. Why don't we just let the engineers bring the requirements to the customer? <laughs> They're not people, people. That's a horribly good movie. I know, I know. It's somebody who came into our little world figured out what it was like, and told everybody. And they didn't even have to, you know, farce it up all that much to make uh, it funny. It's uh, pretty much like that. You could have written Our World as a documentary and everybody would be laughing. Yeah. Lately, uh, yeah. it's. I'm so glad, to be honest with you, that I have this outlet where I can, can vent about things and, and secretly hope that someday I'm doing this all the time and I can look at my current occupation as, oh yeah, I used to do that. Indeed. Indeed. Along the lines of education, an interesting story popped up um, out there in uh, rural Maryland, which basically is any place outside of Baltimore, I guess. There was a, uh, there's a Christian school, and uh, there's a young lady who's very, very, very bright, 4.0 valedictorian, head of many different after-school councils and student government and all these other fun things. She got herself in the family way which is the way they used to describe it in my day. Uh, she is Prager's, I guess, is, that's another way to describe it. And to go to this school, she had to sign a form that basically said, you're not going to let that happen. And, of course, now she's let that happen. The school has uh, identified her as not being able to uh, do the graduation walk, so she will not walk up and get her uh, her diploma. I, I'm sure she will also not be giving the valedictorian speech. A lot of people are very upset about this. And she's also decided to keep the child, which I'm I'm very happy that she's decided to do that personally. So, Some, so, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me let me see if I've gotten all the facts here. Sure. Just, just because I'm an old guy, you know. Sure. So she signed a paper that said she wouldn't do these things, right? And she 
did them. So, so she violated that agreement. And she has owned up to it, and she's owning it, and she is doing right by it. By So, so we know she has integrity and character, and that's a good thing. Right. I did it, and now it's time to pay the consequence. And you just mentioned some of the consequences. And I'm sure she's not thinking about it any more than that, because it sounds like she's got a good head on her shoulders. Um, and, and, and even the school said that she's being disciplined not because she's pregnant, but because she was immoral. And there's a morality clause in your... Um, application and acceptance to go to the school, that you will not do things like this. So uh, um, this past weekend, uh, I was uh, with the goon child at the college that she's going to attend in the fall. Um, Every time I go to this college, they say something that makes me realize what a good choice it is. This time they said, look, we are a Christian college, not a college for Christians. So the all of the faculty and staff have to sign a pledge that says yes we're christians and you know this is the religion and the tenets that we follow mm-hmm. but students do not do that anyone is welcome you just have to be aware that hey guess what if you go there you're going to see things and be taught things through a christian lens sounds now, especially if it's up front the 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 goon child made this choice on her own i did not force her in in any way and she's still excited about it. You know, they started a parent meeting where they had a question and answer session with a prayer. I kind of like that. thought That's that was nice. That's nice. Um, but they also, at the very beginning of the session with the incoming students, said, okay, if you're caught with illegal drugs, you're done. You're going home. No longer a student at this university. Nice. Unless you submit to counseling. Mm-hmm on the first offense, and they have a, a program that they work with a, a local hospital. If you refuse counseling, you're going home on the first offense. Otherwise, we'll try the counseling, and oh, by the way, if you have a second offense, you're, you're going home. They're upfront about it. You know, here are what the consequences are. They're not what I would call a party school, but they're not also like other schools I could name where um, they actually go in and monitor what clothing their students can wear. There's really none of that going on, but they're like, look, we need you to live a certain moral lifestyle. And this is this is what we expect you to do. And you know, I kind of went away after uh, after uh, the goon child went and she had to do some placement exams and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I went away going, wow, I uh, I like this place. They sent a clear, concise message, and I'll bet the liberal media just hates them. Oh yeah, uh, my my concern with bringing up this story was, on the one hand, you've got her doing all the right things after having done the wrong thing. She's owned up to it. She's taking responsibility for her actions. She's taking responsibility for the life that is now growing inside of her. So I guess, I guess, I guess, you know, and, there's, and she's part, still going to get her degree. Is, sure. Well, that's true. You know, that is, she's still going to get her degree. I mean, part of me is in a way I would be very proud of her. If she was my daughter in the way she is taking control and ownership of this disappointed that we're in this situation. But she's even said, you know, I'm going to go through life and I'm going to, you know, but I'm going to have this little one, you know, right by my side to share it with. And that's a beautiful thought. Right. And a lot of the the a lot of the pro-life groups are are concerned that if you you penalize this person because, you know, they uh, they're going to you know, they came forward and said, I'm pregnant and I'm going to keep the child. Are you are you possibly pointing them and saying, well, you know, if I keep my mouth shut and go get an abortion, then I'll get to go to school and I'll get to walk over and get my diploma. I, I, I wasn't that, sure personally how that found. I figured I'd throw it out to you guys and get your opinions on it. 
that attitude is what's wrong with society. One of the things that's wrong with our society. There are consequences for your actions, and you need to own up to them. That's the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that you're not that that you avoid the consequences. Yeah, just because you feel bad about something doesn't mean that you go and now I have to worry about your feelings in regards to you breaking the law, which unfortunately is the same thing with illegal immigration. You have you originally broke the law. So right. all the other things that come after that still stem from the original act of breaking the law. So if you uh, break the law of the school, which you knew was going to happen, yeah. then, you know, you, you face it. And again, this person is facing it. There are 11 million people that are not facing it. And for those of us who try to do things the right way and then watch all these people go, well, you know, I just wanted to escape. Well, a lot of people want to escape. And are you making it fair for them? It's the the amount of just how greedy it is, at least that's the way I see it, is how, you know, insensitive and I need to take care of myself and I'm the only one that matters. And yet everyone else who's or they're in line that I'm holding up because now uh, officials have to deal with me instead of doing their job and doing everything else that they're supposed to do but at least I got out, and I'm okay. I totally agree. I mean, yeah. I, I bring this up occasionally, but um, the the Dixie Chicks are a perfect example of this. You you remember them, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very popular uh, female country music uh, singers, a group. And they were in England, I think, made some comments against then-President George W. Bush. Now, do they have the right to make those comments, gentlemen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree. We have a little document called the Constitution that says they do. And um, what? Uh, so they made their comments, and unfortunately for them, they either didn't understand or didn't care that the demographic of the fans that they have were all pretty much supporters of uh, the president. And they went from being the highest-grossing female country group of all time in one week and having three songs on the top 20 billboard charts mm-hmm. to the next week having none and have never appeared on the charts again are they still performing no uh well they were last i knew they were opening like for the eagles for a while and then that didn't work and <laughs> mostly because the eagles found people stopped buying tickets <laughs> sorry you guys are toxic <laughs> uh, kind of yeah and and they oh well they're doing really well in europe well, i mean i mean good for them that, that's fine <laughs> i, I pass w- off <laughs> Yeah, I wish them no no ill. That's you. Not even the not not even the mouthy <laughs> not even the mouthy little fat one. But you ain't from Texas. That's well, right. maybe I'm sure the Texans were all mm. they were not they were not happy. No, they they were definitely not happy. And uh, um, but but their comments, um, especially the uh, woman who made the made the comments, uh, was like, "Well, I'm just expressing my opinion. There should be no consequence for it." Well, how ridiculous is that? Well, of no. course there'll be consequences for it. You know, heck, I'd be surprised if your manager didn't commit suicide when he heard you make those statements. Well, because Nathan Hale made a lot of comments that were his personal opinions. They had consequences. Sure did, didn't they? You know, and, and it, if you had said, look, I can't remain quiet about this. I know it's going to torpedo my career and the career of my two, uh, uh, um, I don't know if they were friends. assume they were my two friends. The other chicks. The, uh-huh. Yeah. Two were sisters, and... Uh, and then the mouthy one? And, well, she got married and, and did other stuff now. Because I'm, I'm currently looking it up just to be accurate. And 
Oh, good for you. The, once again. <laughs> well, that's one out of three. The point being, what do you care about? If if it, this, you know, that's millennial before millennials were a thing. Is yep. I, fe- I feel I should be able to do this without any repercussions. And yep. when the repercussions happens, well, 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 what happened? I mean, my <laughs> my argument was was solid. My uh, my views were my own, and everyone who doesn't like them. Now, see, here's where they messed up. They didn't look at the privilege points. Okay, they oh. they were straight, <laughs> and they were privilege. female. The female gave them one point, but being straight took away one, and being white pretty much took k- kicked them out of the game. So they're they're so they were negative one on privilege points. Yes, which is better than me because I'm negative two. <laughs> Yeah, folks, the, the, the joke behind the privilege points is, um, and the thing that really got us interested in doing a whole show on schools and, and how our school system is just a mess. The chief found this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful YouTube video, which I will be, in fact, posting with the show, a uh, link to it, on a particular, I believe he is a British citizen. I believe Everybody was speaking with a British accent, so I'm assuming they're all, this was done in England. But this is one British citizen director's take on how bad political correctness has gotten. And it's a, it's, it, you have to watch the video all the way to the end. And it's disturbing. Totally, it's, it's disturbing not only because it's funny and you're laughing at it, but in the back of your head, you're going to say, we're not that far from this not being funny, but being true. And that's, that is the scary part. It is. And it was given to me by my wonderful uncle who wanted me to be aware even though he is very left-leaning that even this is where he would draw the line as well so he so he's not a rabid liberal because oh, no, they he would is. he he is but he is also muslim wow. so <laughs> how does on, that work on the privilege points he he saw i do not know how he would react i do know how one of my uncles would react which would have been with violence, and <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I will just say that uh, you know <laughs> that one's there. That's okay. There you go. <laughs> as as soon wow. as as soon as he was told that he was uh, sexually ambiguous, that that pretty much would have been it. Oh yeah. The next yeah. scene would have been the police coming, hearing that there that, were multiple homicides at school. That box would have been opened, and everyone else would have been in it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling it. Watch the Ooh. video, folks. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> little spoiler alert there. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for ruining that for everyone. Thanks, I, thanks, Crutch. Well, that's what I do. I'm sorry, just a spoiler, not a despoiler. That's that's a whole different thing. I was starting to see you in a whole different light there, and it was scaring <laughs> me. I am the end of all things. No, that's not true. Yeah, so basically... No, um, no that's one of the guys who works with me. <laughs> the anti-work? Yes, Yes, I have a gentleman that is so, um, I don't even know what to say. Unfunctional? Non-functional? Dysfunction, dysfunctional that he actually creates anti-work. I, yeah, I don't like it when he comes over to my desk and talks to me. Well, seeing as how all he has to do is turn around, and there you are. It's, he, it's not like it's a long walk. It's not can even I, a full 180, it's 90 degrees. Can I, can I give you a, gu- a guilty little secret? We we all have, as part of our job, uh, annual training that we must take. And there's, I don't know, two dozen courses, 18 courses, something like that, that we have to review every year. Yes, and um, I put my headphones on and all day yesterday to go through this one course, when in act- actuality, 
I was doing other work most of the time, and every once in a while, when I would get bored, I would I would read another section. There's no audio to this course. <laughs> but, but, you have your headphones on, and so he wouldn't bother me. And at the end of the day, the other two folks that work right next to me, who are aware, looked at me and they go, "You don't even have those headphones plugged in." And, I, and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." And they go, did that work? I went, yep. Oh yep. my god, that's awesome. It's that's a special, awesome. it's a special defense shield against anti-work. Well, we may be joining you over there, so we're going to have to get our. Well, I already have headphones there, so I'm good. We'll have to get you a pair of headphones there. No, Chief. what is my philosophy? It is shoot them first, ask questions later. No, that is not. Bring, it. bring the bow and arrow. What? No, it's not that either. Much, much like the fearless one. I try very hard to understand the person and befriend them in hopes that I can somehow show them the error of their ways. Now you know that I've been trying to do that. You yeah. do. You you know that, and and it's it's not working. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only reason the only reason either one of you is befriending Fearless Dave or Mr. Antiwork is on the off chance that they go completely postal <laughs> and they come in and somehow get by all the guards. And are just, you know, I've come here to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. And when they yeah. see you, they go, can well, we hold, he can was we hold, kind of nice to me. I'll just let him live. That's right. I understand where you're going with this. Can you, can I'd you rather hold go our, out with a smile on my face. Can I hold the ammo box for you? <laughs> please, please don't do that while I'm sipping coffee. When I worked in uh, customer support, which is, oh, you know, God, the, the bottom <laughs> of, of uh, technical work. You know what do you want? <laughs> there was a we we had a saying because there were times that we were worried that someone was going to just say that's it everyone die. <laughs> <laughs> so all four of us, words you don't want to hear. <laughs> so we we had a saying you know to all the friends if a friend heard that it was going to happen you give five minutes you don't say anything you just you just say you know five minute ticker and then you just start running and that's it you don't ask questions you don't have to be faster than the bad guy just faster than everybody else right i i do know all the back exits out of our office i mean i do i have a plan everywhere i go for a quick exit just in case um which which leads us to a serious subject right this horrible thing happened in manchester england where you had some nut job blowing up a bunch of kids right you know how prepared are your kids I can tell you. I can tell you that uh, uh, the uh, goon child has been raised with my paranoia, uh, so she knows exits when we go in. We we would play that game when she was younger. How are you going to get out of here if something bad happens? Something bad could be a crazy person. It could be a fire. I'm I I made her watch the um, the tape from the. Do you guys, remember the station nightclub fire? No. Mm. Is that the one where the the uh, the rock band used pyrotechnics indoors? That were yeah members? yeah the rock band Great White used pyrotechnics indoors and this not really a small club. I mean it it would hand, handle I guess five six hundred people anyhow. Right. Starts on fire and within five minutes uh, it's gone. Now I used to be a fireman and I wanted her to understand it's serious when you hear a fire alarm and when you watch there happened to be a news crew taping a documentary that that, that night. And they show the fire starting, and they show, you hear the smoke detectors go off as the guy's backing out, and there's a timer on the bottom. 
And after it gets, and you hear lots of noises that you'd rather not hear in that five minutes as he's walking around the building trying to help people get out. And then after five minutes, you don't hear anything anymore. And I didn't want to make her watch this, but I felt it was important for her to understand that we're not kidding around with this. This is yours or somebody else's life, and you need to be prepared. When I saw the crowd in that building, I I won't go into places like that. I'm probably a little more paranoid than the rest of you because I've been in places that are on fire trying to put them out, and I know how dangerous that is. And to those of you who are firemen out there, God God bless you. Absolutely. Now, I I am not a fireman, but some of my best friends, uh, their dad was actually, I, I don't know if he was the fire chief of the station, but I know that they became, well, one of them became a volunteer before he went off to the Air Force. And he always made sure that we knew. And so when I try to show my kids, uh, I have realized that my kids are oblivious. And I keep trying to, you cannot embed common sense. And I was actually telling my kid that, uh, you know, unfortunately in today's age, having a modicum of common sense is like having a superpower. Because <laughs> it's true. It is so true. Uh, we we went into, I just went car shopping with my sister, and I was going in so that I could uh, make sure that she wasn't signing up for anything that she wanted. I told the kids, wait right here. I watched them walking out of the door, and I said, what are you guys doing? They said, we thought you left. And I was like, you're going the wrong way anyway. <laughs> what What was going through <laughs> your head? Obviously, my kids, even though I love them, <laughs> are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it would have only taken them 24,000 miles to get to your house. Well, I mean, I have run that distance before, so I know it is possible. But my my thing is, you know, I I took them to the hood. I was like, I, I felt comfortable. And I was like, all right, what do you do here? And they started looking around. One says, I don't feel safe. The other one chastises him and said, you don't say that stuff out loud, especially not here. And I was like, okay, one of them is, you know, the common sense light at least came on. Like, that's probably a bad idea. You know, you can whisper it to me, but yeah, well, it doesn't look safe here. It's probably not something you want to yell at the top of your lungs. Not a not a good idea, no. And when we saw, you know, three dudes on the corner, I said, uh, "Would you ask them a question?" And them knowing that this was not necessarily a trick question, but the answer that they were thinking was the wrong one, I said, "Look behind them, where it says no loitering. Do you know what loitering is?" And they said, "No." And I was like, "You know." They're almost in high school. There's great American education at work right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. They are loitering. Yes, they, they, they need a little Betsy DeVos is what they need. But the point was that they couldn't understand the immediate dangers. And I was like, one guy has his hand permanently in his pocket. Bad thing, number one. The other guy has a paper bag with, with unknown thing in it. That's problem right. number two. And one guy is fidgety and always looking around. I was like, this is the perfect setup to deal drugs. You have your enforcer, <laughs> you have your distributor, and you have your lookout. And <laughs> But they were like, well, what kind of drug does, does that matter? You know, it's like, <laughs> Why would that? <laughs> we're not going to do an analysis. We, we go up there and take a census. Uh, we're, we're interested. Um, are you doing crack sales today or meth? You know. <laughs> Click bang. Pretty much. So I fear for the youth. I fear for my youth. Now, my kids, if you know, if society broke down, yes, they would be able to survive because trapping, cooking, hunting, and foraging, they seem to have down. But using common sense, like looking both ways before crossing the street, seem to have passed them by. 
That's right. The Do good not... news is if they can survive to get out to the forest, they'll be fine. That's right. If society breaks down, there's going to be no trucks on the street to run them down, so they'll be okay. Well, folks, this is this is the state of our, our next generation. We can only uh, pray a lot and uh, and hope for the best. And, uh, and and wish good tidings to uh, Secretary DeVos and uh, all of the wonderful things that this administration hopefully will be able to do with the hopefully much smaller Department of Education. Indeed. 